You're listening to a DM podcast. We're bad and mean, the green machine. We hit them hard, so they see green. We're big and strong, we're fast and lean. That's why we're called the green machine. We're the bad and mean. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. We've got the Canberra Raiders NRL Fantasy Preview for 2022. And the Raiders coming off a 10th place finish in 2021. Got plenty of good games before we would do that. Andy, Raiders, you see a little bit of bounce back factor? Yeah, sort of a bit of a uh, position differences. Don't know who's going to play what, but Acorbs, don't you think it's funny? Like, he's finally played it. He's been wanting to play that song for so long. <laughs> he's kept I've doing the, the miss hit. <laughs> I've made a few errors and then I edited it out. No one knows about that. Oh, you see? <laughs> <laughs> But Corbs, yeah, this, this is a special one for you because it's kind of like your home team where you grew up in near Goulburn. Yeah, we had lots of bus trips up to see the Raiders in the 90s. Unfortunately, they got the result over the Draggies plenty of times then because uh, they had a pretty handy side. I'm with you with the bounce back factor. <laughs> I, I called this last year and it didn't really come to fruition. Uh, but they're, yeah, the Fogarty, they were missing in the halves and a couple of their big boppers – Hopefully, uh, has some healthy footy in this year, and they, they've included Adam Elliott. They're, they've stacked in the in the mids, aren't they? Oh, I think you're right with Fogarty. They definitely needed a seven to sort of help whiten out. Like he was just there struggling. Who'd have Sammy, Sammy Williams for a bit? It was just a joke. But you got Fogarty, actual quality number seven, who actually help out in the halves. Yeah, mate. I think the Canberra Raiders are going to be the team that separates. The men from the boys, I think. And sorry about, I know there's a lot of ladies that, that play the game, so it's just the only analogy I actually knew. <laughs> yeah. But I think they get what I mean because there is so much spice and bounce back factor going through all these players. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's taken this year. So that's there is the, so the much. talking league bounce back factor is, <laughs> is the number one. You know, it's huge. Coming. But, boys, let's kick it off. How good is this bloke? Now, Corby, stud time. You've. Are you playing roulette and going both on the red and the black? Because you've picked CHN and then you've also picked Hudson Young, who literally are, are verging, what, they're going for the same spot. Are you just trying to get one right here, mate? Did, did you not get my updated list? I had Whitehead on there too. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's, and and he's, Elliot, Adam <laughs> Elliot as well. <laughs> Whitehead's double zero, mate. Well, I'm just thinking, I originally had uh, CHN, but... Whoever gets that left edge, our uh, right edge, sorry, is got some serious spice about them because Whitehead, I think, has locked down the left, and I see him, he's got a similar uh, value as Boyd Cordner in the Roosters. He just makes things, um, just sort of completes it, keeps things pretty steady out there. But there's a lot of, uh, yeah, X factor out on the right edge, and I like CHN for that right um, X factor. But diving into the stats because. You mentioned to have a look at Hudson Young. He's actually – he performed better out there last year by – so CHN had a 56 average and Young had a 60 average. So Young's is priced a little bit more. That's similar to those four points there. And, yeah, they, they'll both give you about the 40K value if you were to choose them. But the big thing is – and this is where you're into me because you call me Switzerland here. <laughs> Whoever gets it, you've got to have a look at them because they're they're bringing some spice out there. Oh, big time. I, I like CHN though. Mate, oh, there's something about him. He's, he's in Andy's hundred club. I want him to get there, but yeah, I think he's a will. he's a quality the better player ball player. I'd say I'd say he is. But Hudson Young just had that workhorse. He gets in and yeah. gets dirty. 
Do you reckon, boys, that Ricky Stewart decides who's right edge on who his fantasy team is playing? Because the way he splits these two boys just kicks them out mid-season. And, and, I, and I think that reason there is a reason why it, you just can't have him in your team. Although you'd love to have one of them in your team, it's just too risky yeah. because you don't know who's – could be one week in. You, oh, we're versus Melbourne this week. We need Hudson Young. Oh, we're versus Tigers. We'll put CHN in. So it's going to be a merry round. Yeah, and Hudson Young losing that mid – like the dual status, I think, is huge, especially in a draft scenario as well. Like, he was so valuable. Like, we might as well talk about it now. And, mate, when I was first looking at his stats, I'm going, you'd be crazy not to pick this guy around pick four. But without that dual status, he probably falls down a little bit higher because of the insecurity that you mentioned, Andy. Oh, for draft. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it's probably good in a way because if people know that, and I know it might be CHN or Young's, it gives you the ability to probably leave him a little bit later in draft and then you might be able to pick him up and you can take a punt on him at like round six and then you've got a mad edge if he actually does start. Yeah. It's a good little gamble play. Corbs, you nearly got a gamble on both of them in draft, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. It was like there a couple of years ago when I had Cameron Smith and I just had to get cheese as well just in case as a backup <laughs> in case he got injured with these two. But yeah, like Whitehead's got the other edge. They've got stacked mids and Hodgson did for a little bit go into that um, 13 role. Yeah. Like whoever doesn't get that edge, you'd think they he might have to come off and share it with the other bloke or play a bit of mid. It's Yeah, it, the more I talk about it now, the more I get turned off by it, but I just if, if they were able to get that 80, there's um oh, there's just a little inkling of spice there. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. I'll give you a tick. Good analysis, boys. <laughs> now, moving on, Tommy Starling's Andy. He's, he comes in at a 426K uh, in a break-even of 34. Obviously played a lot off the bench last year, but saw some really good minutes, especially with the strategy changing towards the end of the year. So you're pretty high on him. Well, I'm, I'm also high on him because of the news of Hodgson going. So it's, it's a well-known fact Ricky Stewart doesn't – he's left para. They left him salty. Mm. Every, they rated step up when they play him. I honestly think he hates Parramatta now. So with Hodgson signing with para, I think there's a little bit of a bad blood there, I think. And on it, I can see Tommy – he had 33 minutes from bench last year. Mm. That's going to increase massively. You know, like there's no Sleva Havili in the bench anymore. So there's no question whether who's going to be that bench hooker. Yep. It, it's, it's Starling, 100%. And it's – how many minutes is he at? It's how much he gets. He's priced at thirty-two fancy points, so that's a bit of a that's a point a minute. So if his minutes increase, his points increase. It's a sure thing. I've got a narrative for you, boys. Like I was thinking today, because the Raiders announced they signed some eighteen or nineteen-year-old New Zealand hooker today, right? You think about Newcastle. I'm not convinced that they don't sign a hooker. You think they let Mitchell Pearce go? What's he on Corbs? You reckon somewhere between five and seven hundred thousand? Yes. Yeah, I'd say more around seven hundred. Yeah. That money has not been replaced. They've got 700000 in that cap if we're right. And also with Stafford Tower, he's gone as gone. well. Gone, so that's more. More money. So that's about 900000 in the cap. They'll make a move and it'll be Hodgson. If they do, gee, Starling's a cracking price of 426 k oh, That could be the I already, I always pre- I predicted him to take the hooking role halfway through the season. So if he does that, if, he, if Hodgson's gone, he's playing 80. When he played 80, I think he averaged 53 from hooking last year. So that's gun for a 426k. And hookers aren't – there's not many hookers out there. There's Cook, Grant, Braley's gone. Yeah. You know, a cheap hooker underneath 500k is sort of unheard of. Yeah, boys, I read, you know, I created that narrative that this would be separating the men from the boys. Would you go for Starling in your team in round one? I think – I think it's um, 
Because he's only got the one position and he's hooker. So it's going to be depending where I can actually fit him in my team. So I've obviously got to have some sort of thing. If It's it's either Starling or Man. You know, like I've got – it's that 400K bench player that They're I can sort of play class. around yeah, with, yeah. you know. So I've also got Grant in my team. He's a, he's a starter. So I can either put Starling in my hooker to replace the hooker emergency then just pop Grant in there and wait till Starling gets to a starting spot. But it's a bit I of a risky to- play. Risks all it's all. Yeah, about, I know. Baby. Look, with everyone's got the same team these days, <laughs> I'm looking at it's like, oh, that's exactly the same as my team with a minus two playable. Big time. Now, boys, I'm trying to make up for this pick from last year. I was big on Joseph Tarpany, you remember, at the start of last year. Yeah, you loved him. He's, he's drifted down to 579K with a break even of 47. Now, this is, again, a very ballsy move, especially with the high risk around Ricky Stewart. Like, he must know that one of his mates has got him in fantasy because he just drops his minutes for no reason sometimes. <laughs> But those last seven games, you actually started at prop. Each game, 51 average from 50 minutes. So this guy, especially with the new rules around the offload, we all know he loves an offload. He always gets those arms free. This guy could be someone that could prosper, and he's definitely going to be a pot. I looked today, he was owned by like half a percent or something. Like, in terms of someone going right under the radar, if this guy could actually play 60 minutes, he would actually be close to the best forward in fantasy. I think his problem, well, from just from looking at the bench, you've got Corey Horsburgh coming back, who you probably start yep. lock. Ryan Sutton, who plays lock and prop. Uh, like, Tarpany's got the X factor, 100%. It's just his minutes. I think you're right there. But when you've got mm. Adam Elliott, who's a mid-slash-edge, there's they're all those... They've got the two players who actually can be that quick middle, so... Yeah, it's all about his minutes. That's the uncertainty. Because yeah. Ricky loves to change up his bench's minutes. So maybe it's one of those things we just let him sit for a couple of weeks, just see what the kind of structure plays out. Might mm. be too ballsy to go round one, maybe a round three or round four, because we've got to buy some of these guys because Canberra played that round 13 buy. So it's really good that we're looking at these guys because yep. at some point they're going to be the kind of quality that we're looking for because the Raiders, looking on paper, they are a quality lineup. I think we yeah, need to. Yeah, there's, there's quality along the board. It's just a yeah, positional. All right, boys, the other guy I had was, and I know Andy, you're, we may as well talk about this guy now, Charles Char, 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 Nickel, Char, Nickel I couldn't even say it, right, 437K, and he's got a break-even of 35. So now we've got contrasting views. I'm going for a bounce-back factor. I'll let you go first. You might may as well take because you're going to go put a dud on him, won't you? Yeah, I'm going on a void. Like, back in the day, he sort of, he averaged 40 in 2020. So I know he's priced at 33 fantasy points. So you can make seven like if he gets his average, you're making 90k. You know, if he's getting his average every week, but I just think that he just hasn't got that. Like he, he's not what he was being, how he, what he has been. And with this Savage bloke coming up, like a lot of the reports are saying that Savage is, you know, he's quick. He showed a lot of. He didn't have that much sort of game to, game sort of time to show, but like for 350k, who might be potential sort of a winger fullback with chance moving to the centers. Yeah. That's it, the threat, it, isn't it's it? It's just the threat. Yeah. Like, it's, it's too dangerous for me. It's like when you've got 437K, there's other play, players you can sort of take value on. Hey, Corb, should we put this whole team in Trap City? Like, <laughs> yeah, the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll still, there's, there's enough value in CNK to still maybe start him in your wing of fullbacks. Yeah, I like him. Like, his comeback last year from his neck injury was quite impressive. Like, when you think about it, you take his two injury games and he still had six games at Fullback last year, averaging 43. What I really like about him is he's busy. Like, he doesn't rely on tries. Like, last year, he only had an average of, what, 20% on tries. So, he literally scored two tries. But he averaged 192 metres gained and four tackle breaks, which I don't mind. Like, he's always busy. Like, you're high on him too, aren't you, Corbs? Yeah, I, I've, he's been – I think he might be in there at the moment in my classic team. 
in the wing of fullback position. And what do you project his value to his uh, fancy point average to be this year? Somewhere between four forty two and forty five, I think. So yeah, that? I had him about mid forties. So was that one hundred and twenty k profit? But you're right. As soon as he turned centre, I remember watching him play for New Zealand at centre, and he was awful. Like I don't, I don't like him at centre at all. Well, the, yeah, there's there's a lot of big ifs just in the forwards in positions, but if Croker doesn't come back, then Savage you would think maybe to centre, and then that sort of reaffirms his position. It gives goal kicking to Fogarty. There's a bit going on there. Well, they've got oh. Sebastian Chris can push himself into centre. So it's sort of, it, like you said, I think TJ's right. The whole Raiders is pretty much a trap city. It's yeah. just very hard to sort of <laughs> we'll hard to, <laughs> to pick a player when their position is not stamped. Yeah, but Chan's also a little bit of history of injuries. 2021 neck disc surgery, compound finger disc location in 2020, and was going a couple of times with his hammy in 2019. So hasn't had a great run of it. Injuries as well. But, boys, let's move to Dud. No, 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 no. And, uh, Corby, you're Dud for today. You talked about it briefly, and that's Adam Elliott, mate. I can't see Elliott on an edge just from my stud talk before. And they, we talked about the – or Andy talked about the mid department where there's a plethora of options. Now, I, think the two <laughs> that I think the two that you didn't mention were Gula and Big Pups. There's a new one, new up-and-coming young and two. Jeez, um, oh, I had his name. Now. Yeah, but even, even to crack the six, like the six we mentioned, Hodgson also going into that role that he had last year, I mean, if he's going, I'll agree with you, TK. I can't see them changing their ways with Starling coming on. So... Papali had 50 minutes average last year. Tarpany had around the 45. I know it did increase when he went into prop, TK. But in the last two years when playing at lock, he had about a 0.8 points per minute, Adam Elliott. So if he gets his 50 minutes, I'm not, I don't think he's going to get more than big pups. That would have him scoring 40 points when he's priced at 46. So I'm saying avoid. Yeah, same. Now, boys, I've got Jamal Fogarty. And, Corbs, you made a really good point about the goal kicking with Croaks and Croak looks pretty good so far so hopefully we can catch up with him at some point in the off season as well but when you have a look at how Fogarty makes points and you have a look at he's all about kicking like last year he had 3.1 goals which means minus 6 if he doesn't kick and you think about him paired with Whiten I think Fogarty will bring them around the park but I don't see Whiten losing any kick meters so you still probably think it's going to be even it's always great to have a left and right foot kicker 250 each I'll give him but if you're going to go with a projection of 250 each, he's literally going to lose about eight points of kicking because he was at 316 divided by 20 instead of 250 divided by 30. So we're talking about 14 points getting straight off his average from last year. So we're looking at a projection of very low 40s. So I think he'll turn into one of those guys, similar to Wade Graham, where they become very good NRL players and the club needs him, but they become unfantasy relevant, especially at that price of 655k, I think. We're nearly yeah. going into Trap City. I think, like you said, he was killing it at Titans because he was pretty much the main half and those kick meters and all that. So if he comes to Raiders, he'll, like you said, they'll split it up because one's no no sort of person to sort of shy away from a running the ball or, you know, give me the ball now. He's that kind of player, like Clive Churchill, you mm-hmm. know, multiple times. So I think it's going to be hard for Fogarty to shine. I think you're right. For sure. Now, Andy, you had Josh Hodson, which will be, this will be an interesting analysis seeing that he's your hooker next year, mate. No, I did. I did um, change it to C and K, but with with Hodgson. Oh I yeah, think, sorry. Oh, did you no, change it just because you were scared of giving it the? No, no, because I still think he. Honestly, I think they'll. 
I'll add to that because Hodgson won't get as many minutes. He won't play 80. Like, Starling was too good last year and I think the game's sort of evolving to stay away from the 80-minute hooker. Like, yeah, even though it was pretty yeah, quick true. last year, they're, they're trying to slow it back down again with the six-again play on the line and, and all these new rules. But I think the 80-minute hooker is a thing of the past and Hodgson is not an 80-minute hooker anymore. And, yeah, I just think that him going to that lock role He's signed with Parramatta, doesn't he? Doesn't he play for a contract anymore, guys? <laughs> He's not a contract playing no season. contract so. year, no bounce back factor. Yeah, we so may he, as well move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we'll go to Cashy. Now, Andy, I know that you were pretty high, and we've mentioned him a few times today, Xavier Savage. Xavier Savage. Great yeah, name. So he got, gets 10 is, points just for a name. Like, how's that? Like, yeah, you should meet this guy. He's a bloody savage, bro. Like, that's good. That's a good introduction there. I wonder if he, like, calls himself Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier the Savvy. <laughs> so, yeah, so Xavier Savvy, 350K. Uh, yeah, it's priced at 26 fantasy points. That's that's pretty low for someone who's touted to become the fullback. So, again, it is risky play. He's come back, he's comes back from trials from a shoulder, a shoulder surgery. Yeah. Yeah, so shoulder surgery. Uh, so I think watch him in the trials, see how he goes. But, look, everyone's saying he's going for the fullback spot. So if you can see – if I ha- if he's on the bench – you know, as I don't think he can be on the bench. He has to either start, so it's yeah. you know, it's a risky one. But if you see TLT comes and he's playing fullback or he's on the wing or he's playing centre, I'll probably pick him up for 350k because he has the potential to move into the fullback spot. Yeah. Corpse, did you watch the game the Raiders played Sharks and Savage absolutely savaged this? Like, he looked like an absolute stud, like a 25-year-old or something. It was 71 hey, fans points, wasn't it? Did they tear you guys up? Well, Will beating him with 20 minutes to go and then Savage just put his foot on the, the accelerator and he really, really played well that night. I, I remember looking at the stats today, CHN, he must have tunned up against you guys as well. Oh, everyone tunns up against us. <laughs> Without fits, we had no defence, mate. You're a common trend here, Cubs. <laughs> See many hundred clubs are no, going against the Sharks. I just, <laughs> I just recall seeing that today and I looked over to see the Sharks. And Mate, Caelan Pong has got a dead set average of 400 against us. I was just waiting to sort of pop it in somewhere on the pod. <laughs> Thank you for helping me out there, TK. Yeah, it was 73 fantasy points against them. No problems, especially after my roulette call, mate, after I trapped you in there. But, <laughs> Corbs, so Nick Kotrick, you're seeing a bit of bounce factor here, mate. Yeah, is he? I'm just looking up. Is he got dual? Yeah, he do, does yeah, have he does. dual. Yeah. He's priced at 28 points after a disaster signing at the Dogs. I don't think anyone saw him going as bad as he did. In 2020, he had a 37 average. So that could get you back up 117K if you were to get him from the start. Still managed a 32 last year. So I don't, in terms of the, the pricing, I don't get how this one as opposed to Sloan, who just came out today as 500k and only <laughs> played six games. Anyway, uh, that that would get him give you 52k in price rise. But I think he can bounce back back in his um find his groove a bit back there. Bit of a pod, jewel, and plays round 13. He is now someone that I've got in my black book as maybe. And yeah, I I, I don't mind him. <laughs> going to your TK, the bounce back factor is a big one for Kotrick. Mate, I'll add some narrative to that. You know what? Please do. You, want, you know what adds to bounce back factor? When you return home, the stability. Look at Ooh. Jack Bird, the stability factor. Kotrick's going home. Coming home, coming home. Yeah, well, there's a few good points in there that has to get you thinking about him. Well, The it, only it, problem is, though, you've got those big wig centers 
that have got those jewels like your Bird, Aiken, Burton, and then you've got such cheap prices in the centre position. And Kotrick is what was his price? He's three sixty nine. Not it's not bad. bad. It's not really. going to break the bank, but I guess it's he's not one that's locked in. You know, I was saying to Lomas, I've got about nine or ten that are locked in that I'm pretty happy with, just in terms of value, ticking boxes. Kotrick would just be sort of a filling in a place depending on other positions and TLT. Mate, with Jewel as well, he, he'll be valuable at some point of the year. Well, sure. when, you, when you sort of mm. put him against like a Will, Pisani, Will Penasini or mm. a Joseph Sawali, they're sort of, um, they've got potential. But whereas Kotrick's done it in the past, you know, like I feel like this one is like, they've outpriced so many players. This is one they've actually underpriced. So this is one for us. Like this could be a bit of a pod, you know what I mean? Like everyone's going the standard players. This could be good. I think you're right there. This is a people's pick. Yeah, of course. <laughs> have, you got, have you got fantasy in front of you? What's his ownership if you've got that handy in front of you, mate? Uh, his ownership is... Uh, hang on. Just under 8%. Nice. So that's not that's not too bad. After the people's call, he'll be thirty percent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Favorite time of the night. Trap city bitch. Trap trap city bitch. Trap city bitch. Trap trap city bitch. Trap city bitch. Trap trap city bitch. Apparently, a lot of people love Trap City song. Like one yeah. of the partners <laughs> sent me a message the other day that he does the housework and sings Trap Trap City, and his <laughs> his family just don't even know what he's saying, and he's just. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Oh, I love those messages. That's the best. We're seeing that we, uh, yeah, making an impact in people's lives. I'm really <laughs> well, appreciate. That's what we're here for, you know. Now the traps are all over the place, Corbs. You're going to back my Fogarty call. Yeah, I won't dive too deep into it because I think we ticked a lot of the reasons why he's here. Croker comes back to big one though. Reports say that he is tracking to be there, and that's huge points for the goal kicking. I just don't think he's going to hit anywhere near what he was at the Titans. So yeah. Yeah, cool. Oz Hodgson, I was just going to get on the back of you. I'm the same. He's leaving. Change of roles, and I've just sold into Newcastle anyway. So The emergence of Starling. Pretty much. Now, Andy, you give us something fresh. Whitehead. No, mine, sorry. Oh, mine, you've changed mine, again. Oh, yeah. Actually, he's better. Rapana. Yeah, mine's Rapana. So he's priced at 571k, which is price of 43 fantasy points, which is what he averaged in the wing of fullback position. But he, so this is what he, he in uh, 2020, 28, he averaged. 2019, 28. So what, what, what is 2021? What is that? It's an anomaly year. That's what it is for, for Jordan Ruffin. It's a one-off. So I think he can't do that again. He had a stellar season last year and filled in a fullback a couple of times, got his confidence up. So I think he's my trap. So don't get fooled by the 43 average. He won't be scoring that again. What's well, the thing. He averaged over 50 points as a fullback. So his real average is like so much lower. His is a trap. That's a, that's a great one. You've got to, we've got to tempt people at draft. We go, oh, he's a good one. <laughs> yeah. He's a good one. Oh, don't pick Rappin' up. Don't pick Rappin' <laughs> I think he could be Trap City for sure. All right, boys. Talking about that, we're nearly done. Now, boys, I'm going to write a massive narrative, and I was nearly going to have the balls to actually do this as my stud. I see bounce-back factor in Jack Wyden. I think Fogarty is going to just help him become a better footballer. I just think George Williams didn't suit him. You can't have two running five-eights as your halves. I think he'll take a lot of pressure on Jack to actually concentrate on just what he does really well, and that's score tries and run the ball. Yeah, true. He hardly scored a try last year when you think – in his Dally M season, he averaged 0.6 of a try, which is literally hard, well, every two games he scores a try. 
Last year, he only averaged 0.3, which was literally five in 21 games. His running meters went straight off the, the charts last year as well. He only averaged 83. In his two years before that, when he was you know stellar, 102 in 2020 and 107 in 2019. So he's way off the mark there. And he knows what he needs to do, and he knows what his quality that he brings to this table. And I think... Yeah, like I said, with Fogarty helping him lead the team and with C, with uh, what's his name, Chance, back in the lineup as well, and even with Starling maybe being the nine as well, I think maybe a little bit more the stability of that that spine. I, I even think at 567K, when you think a lot of people are looking at Jackson Hastings at 450 or even looking above Jack Wyden at the moment, you think this guy's got – he's a Dalian winner. This guy's not – like a bad player. He plays in Origin every single year. I would pick him in pick three in draft. I think he would average 50 to 55 easy coming off this year. Yeah, well, you're right because Fogarty takes that pressure off. And with Hodgson, with those hookers, you're seeing with Robbie Farrar, the, the halves are starved the ball because Hodgson plays that sort of, you know, that, that, that half role as well. He's like a third half on the game. So when you got, if you've got Starling in there just running the ball and being that Damian Cook sort of presence, yep. when it was that... I'm not sure if you guys know Damien Cook is a beach sprinter. Did you ever hear about that? <laughs> <laughs> I think the, be- the best thing that Fogarty does, he plays with his half. The worst thing yeah. that George Williams and Wyden didn't do, they didn't play together. They played one side of the ruck each, which made it hard for Hodgson because he had to pick. Yeah, but- and Wyden's, Wyden's <laughs> screens to the ball. Like you said, we're not, he's not shy. So I think that's a good call. Yeah, yeah I like it. Now, Andy, I'll stick on you. You've got a couple. You're already very high on Cotrick. Were you on Wyden as well, man? Yeah, I was, that's what I was saying. I was on Wyden as well. He's got that... Also, with draft, it's it's about those big games as well. Like, 10 points here can win you a game. So, Watton yep. can score 80. You know, he can go off. Like, he's done it in the past. So, he's wide, number one. My other one was just Kotrick because for that dual, that dual position, you can pick up Kotrick. He's under the radar. Like, his average is pretty low. So He'll probably everyone's late at, too, right? Yeah, true. Because look at everyone looking at last year's stats. Like, they print the sheet off and they go, oh, who's next? This player. Kotrick's going to go under the radar for sure. Okay. Now, Corby, I know that you're picking probably, well, the way you had CHN and Young, you're picking up those two in draft, but where are you going to do it? And then you also, you're pretty, you're with me, you're high on Nickel Clockstad. CNK could be a cheeky pickup down the order after the injured season. CHN would be my pick, but he's massive <laughs> risk. I would say around six or seven. Go, go because, second round, Corbs. You can just do it. Sure, pick one. <laughs> because if he, if he did nail it, you would be laughing. I'll be keeping an eye on the left edge. If he's not named there, it, it, that's going to hurt. And draft is before team list Tuesday, so <laughs> that that will be a risky one. Six or seven might be a little bit um, early in the draft pick, but it, it sort of depends who else you've got and who else is still sitting there. Fair enough. All right, boys, I think that was a pretty good pod. I'll give us a little... <laughs> oh, that was a tower. I, won't give, I keep doing this. Every time I try to like... There's so many buttons on this stupid machine that... <laughs> I just stuff it up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just remember that you can join the Talking League Cup now. So just go to the show notes or hit us up on social media. It's all on there. And join in the fun. But, boys, thank you for that. I thought that was pretty good. A lot of spice, a lot of spice, a lot of narratives. But the Raiders, let's play the team song and let everyone go. (laughs) See you later, ladies and gentlemen. See you guys. We're bad and mean, the green machine. We hit them hard, so they see green. We're big and strong, we're fast and lean. That's why we're